been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, is any of this for real? Or not? Welcome to the first reverse rebirth, ep- reverse rebirth episode of Disney Minus, where we are going to be going through Kingdom Hearts. Nero's not here because uh, they pretty much said they know enough about the series that the comedy wouldn't work, so it's just going to be me and Kat. I am Steven, the uh, pilot on this gummy ship of madness, I guess. <laughs> I'm Kat, and I have no idea what's going on. See? Right? Exactly. Um... No, okay, so we are going to be, we haven't super ironed out, like, a time limit, so we're, I'm wanting to kind of shoot for the number of worlds covered per episode. This week we're going to be doing the first two, obviously, of the first game. Um, but, hey, before we do that, Kat, just like we did yes. on the movies, um, tell the people what you know so far. Uh, I honestly don't really know that much about it, Um my first memory of it was when I was in high school, I would hang out with one of my best guy friends and he would play what was probably the original. Cause this would have been like around 2000, between 2004, 2006. And then after that, I like, I basically knew that there were Disney characters in it. And I knew that there was a thing called the Keyblade, <laughs> And I knew about the heartless. Like I, I recognized the name, but I didn't really know much until I went back home for the holidays and I was hanging out with my little sister and her fiance, and they were playing. Oh God, what was it? Um, what color were Sora's shoes? I'm trying. They were in. I know they were in the Hercules world. They were in. Um, I remember because they showed me Hercules. I think they were gonna show me Nightmare Before Christmas, and we didn't get to it. Okay, it's probably like one or two. Hercules. No, no, no. And I mean, Tar- they were playing like on the PS4. They were playing like on the PS4. Okay, well, the that's the thing is it the was, series has gotten a remastered re, uh, right. relaunch. Oh, oh, on, it was yeah. um he he had he had to fight the chick with the blue hair in the water and she was like evil side. What the the friend of theirs the friend of theirs in the group. Oh, she was like corrupted. <laughs> oh, for like a second, I, I was like, you mean Ursula? <laughs> no, their friend. And he was like, because she got left behind and she was evil. I told you, I don't know what's going on. Okay, well, that's Aqua. And we'll then, get to uh, her eventually, and she's great. And the only other, and the only other thing that I got from that is that my about to be brother in law Sam really, really, really hates the flan jumping mini games. Yeah, some of the like the the flan mini or the flan mini games in number three, which obviously will cover somewhat when we get there are kind of hit or miss there is one where you are bouncing around on different ones um throughout um san francisco from big hero yeah from big hero that, 6. that was the one that and was you, the one he was doing yeah and you can never land on the same one twice and you also can't miss or else it's game over i mean i say game over it's a mini game so it just means you're done yeah, it gets yeah, frustrating. Yeah, there was, like, a part where Haley... Because, like, Haley and I would be sitting on the bed and Sam was on the floor in front of us playing because they were, like, trading off playing while whoever wasn't playing was kind of explaining to me what was going on while trying to avoid spoilers. 
So Haley said, I mean, really, they didn't tell me about because Haley's like, in case you ever do play it or if I ever want to watch playthroughs, nothing will be spoiled for me ahead of time. So, like, she'd be sitting there explaining to me, like, kind of roughly what was going on or just about the worlds and stuff. And all off to the side, all you hear would just be Sam muttering various curses at the plans <laughs> because he kept dying. That sounds right. <laughs> so that, that's, that's about the extent of my knowledge. Like, I know bits and pieces, but not really enough to, like, put storylines together. Okay, good. That gives us a good. That gives us a good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more like a thing where like you'll say something and I'll be like, okay, I know at least two of those words. <laughs> sure. I will also say, as far as myself, um, I've been. I got into it. I think I missed the first game coming out. I remember seeing commercials, but I don't think I started playing any of them until around the time two came out, and then I just got into the entire series immediately. <laughs> well what was the series up to that point and then like stayed into it uh i will say though aside from final fantasy 10 2 this is the entirety of my exposure to final fantasy characters (laughs) or not same here final fantasy final fantasy x2 is the only one that i've ever played and i actually own it actually no i misspoke i take that back i have not played 10 2 i've played 10 most of 10 1 and about half of final fantasy 7 dirge of cerberus which doesn't matter because the main character in that has not appeared in Kingdom Hearts yet. <laughs> oh, if you have a PS2 one time, I'll let you borrow my copy. There we go. And then also for the listeners here, in case you didn't see any of our other discussions in the Discord chat, um, when I said that I literally know nothing what's going on, at, I mean that as in I have been told that I am not allowed to do any like research on my own ex- unless Steven sends me something. Like yes. He sent me something right before we started this, but I'm not allowed to basically find any synopsis or spoilers or plot until like after we like once we get through a game can i go through and read on that yeah once we've like finished the game obviously right. yeah, basically i'm not, I'm not allowed to learn anything in advance basically so every time we go into one of these games or one of these worlds i'm going in blind i know nothing that's right this whole this whole side series is based on just the comedy of how wild and ridiculous kingdom hearts gets and so it's more fun <laughs> if you're not spoiled beforehand <laughs> It's basically going to be like when I live messaged Steven when I was watching the very first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, except this time I'm like discussing it in real time instead of watching it and just texting him non sequiturs going, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. And as a result, we have three sections in the Discord for Kingdom Hearts stuff. Uh, there's one that's just general Kingdom Hearts, that one you're allowed in because the under the rule over there is no spoilers. There's a Kingdom Hearts spoiler channel, which I could not, ki- I couldn't physically keep you out of without nice without doing a lot of weird complicated rejiggering of discord roles that i didn't want to have to turn into a headache and actually do so that that one you're on an honor system and then there's another section that's just labeled ansom reports that's mostly just going to be where i'm dumping any visuals to go along with the stuff we're talking about so for like the time we're actually talking kind of just hang out in there because i'll post stuff and then since you're not on Twitter, to go along with each episode coming out, whatever I posted during the talk for that episode, I'll just put in a big Twitter thread. Yeah, I have stayed off of the Kingdom Hearts spoiler tour. The only thing, and I'll do this after we're done recording, is I'm going to go in and see if I can like maybe mute alerts for just that board because they'll I still get alerts because I'm part of the Discord. You can. But it's like, 
when I go, cause when it pops up, the first thing I see is, you know, which server it's in. So I see Disney minus and I immediately, at first I start thinking, Oh, it's one of the ones I can check. And then I'll see spoilers. I'm like, no, back out, back out, back out. <laughs> no. So yeah, you I can. Um, I haven't seen anything though, but I just you, need to mute the, I just need to mute the notifications for that board and that'll help. Cause then I won't accidentally click on anything. Yeah. You're on, you're on mobile too. So I'll send a couple, I've done it. I've muted channels and other discords that I never look at. So I'll just send you screenshots. When yeah. I get like, like I've, yeah, like I've muted entire like sections because when I was recording on my computer, I would do that anyway just to keep other notifications from popping up while we're recording the actual Disney Minus episodes. So I'll just go in and poke around with it when we're done recording here. Or I'll There we go. At, at some point. All right. So actually getting into the episode, uh, you mentioned Yee. a minute ago, uh, but I, before we started, I sent you a video, which is the, op the actual opening to the game. I've decided I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do that for each game before we record our first session on it. I'll send you the opening credits so we can start that you know, the discussion of that game with your reaction. Then, I'm down with it. Exactly. Then since each game has a secret ending, <laughs> I'll talk about the regular ending and then send you the video for the secret ending. That way you can react to it live in the recording. So it has a bonus ending, kind of like a, is it like a gag ending, like the Resident Evil? Uh, no, it's, no, it's not Ooh. a gag ending. These things are, Ooh. I mean, you, you always have to take any, anything that's being hinted at with a really big grain of salt, because there are sometimes, sometimes stuff translates exactly. The secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 1, or Kingdom Hearts 2, introduces the characters that are in the prequel, and one of the scenes in that in that game is literally just that secret ending redone, but with like in-game graphics and nobody's wearing capes anymore. Wait, capes? Yeah, in that one, like they're all wearing capes, but I think when uh, the prequel was on PSP, so when they were actually making the game, I think they must have decided the capes were too hard to keep up with, so they don't oh. actually have capes in game. <laughs> because <laughs> so yeah, it's stuff no like capes. yeah, so yeah, it's stuff like that. But then that also mentioned. Like, that same secret ending mentioned a couple concepts that have never been mentioned outside of that secret ending. So you have to take the secret endings with a grain of salt. But they're always very much wild in terms of the things they'll introduce. Duly noted. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, no, uh, so your thoughts on the opening for this one. Uh, initial first thought was it actually made me have a flashback to call my freshman year of college just because of the music i know oh my god because my i mean i love i liked it it was really cool how they had everything match up but like no my roommate in college she would listen to like those cascada remixes so like the minute the music for this like opening hit that's all i could think of was me trying to study in my dorm room and all i could hear is freaking techno mix of every time we touch playing in the background <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna have to look later. I wonder if anyone's done every time we touch in these for Kingdom Hearts. It would not surprise me. Kinda just That's gotta that. be like one that's gotta be like one of the rules of the internet is if it exists, it's been set to some kind of every time we touch. I know. Or right? some kind of cascada. Either that or listen to your heart. Actually, listen to your heart would be a good one for Kingdom Hearts also. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Kingdom Hearts every time we touch. There are like thirty of them. Boom. I'm gonna watch Boom. some of those later probably. <laughs> nice you're welcome uh but no it's like it's already pulling me in like it granted and i know this is because i don't know much about the story but it confused me i mean a lot because i was like wait first he's on the beach and like i get like it's trying to be all metaphorical i'm assuming but then it's like wait now he's falling into the wait is that the sky or is that the water he fell into what 
Yes, but at the same are. time, it was intriguing, though, and it made me want to keep watching to see more of what happens. Yeah, there so. are visuals from this that will echo in future openings. Um, a boy falling out of the sky as a meteor will happen. I can think of at least two more times off the top of my head, probably a couple more. Like, I had a feeling there was, like, a lot of <laughs> foreshadowing in that. Just for uh, right yeah. now, it's all, it's one of those things where it's like, I know this is going to mean something, but right now I have no idea what. Yeah, this one, Kingdom Hearts 1 opening basically does the anime opening thing where once you know the story, it actually spoils a lot in terms of foreshadowing. Right. Every game from now on, actually, instead, will just summarize the games that have already happened in, like, a span of two minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little refresher course, so that's good. Ex exactly. That's one thing I really like about it is seeing how they'll, like, summarize the ones that have already happened in different ways. Like, um... It's going to be forever till we get there, but the opening for Kingdom Hearts 3D does this whole thing where everybody's like, where it's like pages of a book, like a storybook almost, kind of like a Paper Mario type of feel. And so anytime yeah. characters will pop in, like it'll be a flutter of book pages and they'll appear. It's really neat. Oh, okay. So also, speaking of which, Haley and Sam showed me the opening to their Kingdom Hearts 2. Maybe you can help me remember which one it was. It showed, because when, when you were talking about how it like shows past games and also foreshadowing. Yes. It had the two guys playing chess and like they were the younger guys and then you saw the versions of the older people and one of them was evil and had like the silver hair and the gold eyes and they're playing chess. <laughs> that is Kingdom Hearts. No, that's Kingdom Hearts. It's all Kingdom Hearts, Steven. That was Kingdom Hearts 3. Those two guys that were playing chess will end up having so many repercussions on the whole rest of this series. They're characters from the prequels and... Yeah, they're one of the ones yeah. that they wouldn't tell me a lot about because they didn't want to spoil stuff. Yeah, um, they're, I can tell you their names for now because... They're both fucking fantasy JRPG names, so it's not like they're going to mean anything. I mean, otherwise, I'm just going to call them Sephiroth and Sasuke, because that's what they look like. So I, I mean, the kid with dark hair, his name is Ericus, which is which it took me forever to figure out. Someone had to actually point it out in a different podcast. His name is just Square Rearranged, which is funny because Square makes these games. <laughs> Did you say his last name is Piss? No, his name is Ericus, E-R-A-Q-U-S. Oh, Ericus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, yes, I had to, I never realized myself, someone pointed out in a different podcast that his name is just Square, but rearranged, because Square I'm makes a... these games, which is funny. I'm going to call him Sasuke. There you go. And the other one, I forget who you said you're going to call him, the one with the, the white hair. His Sephiroth. Name is Sephiroth. Okay, yeah. Actually, Sephiroth is in these games. Seriously? <laughs> Yeah, um, he will pop up as an optional boss fight in number in Kingdom Hearts 1, and he's basically an optional boss fight in Kingdom Hearts 2, but they actually attach some story stuff to it. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the one you called Sephiroth, his name is Xehanort, which Julie has ruined his name for me because she has pointed out that that sounds like it would be something out of Scientology, and the thing is, she's not wrong. She's really not wrong. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, is, is the thing. So, yeah, eventually you will meet those two guys, and eventually, eventually, you'll see them as kids playing chess. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, so getting into this one, now that we're 15 minutes in, um, <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. Okay, this is fucking, this is what happens. And I, I also rewatched the opening, I mean, obviously, because I'm watching, watching along on a Let's Play. I had forgotten how baby Haley Joel Osment sounded back in 2002. 
That's right. I forgot he was. I did know that. I knew he was the voice for the dude. Yeah. No, there's a fair amount of people. Um, a character that we're going to meet later on in this episode is voiced by. Um, oh, no, I forgot his name. Uh, Who? Buffy's boyfriend. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, David Boreanaz? Yeah, I forgot the character's name. Angel. Angel. <laughs> My mom has a signed picture of him. Yeah, David uh, David Boreanaz voices a moody anime team in this series, and it's good. Mandy so Moore words, is he, also in this. In other words, he voices Angel. I mean, from what I understand of the character's backstory, you're kind of not wrong. Nice. <laughs> now, I got, I got a question, though. With, you know, Haley Joel Osment, voicing Sora and you probably know where I'm going with this. Oh no? Does Sora see dead people? Does he? Well we do have Nightmare Before Christmas in this game which has ghosts so. That doesn't count though. (laughs) So I will say possibly. Oh and I forget um, the guy who played the silver haired kid in this opening uh, wearing the yellow top and the puffy blue pants. This Is Is that Riku? That's Riku. This game okay. is the silliest their outfits ever get. They do start to look more, I mean, still anime, but more normal as the series goes on. This one is the silliest their their outfits get. Sora. I only hope I only know his name because of a web comic that I used to read, uh, Queen of Wands, where they had like one of the jokes was one of the two of the characters in there were a married couple, and for a Halloween party they went as Riku and Riku, as in Kingdom Hearts Riku and Final Fantasy Riku. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. So they were, like, making a joke about how it's like, hey, one is Riku, and one is Riku. Yep, yep. Which they should have joked about at some point in the games with her introducing herself and Sora being like, huh? <laughs> but no, missed opportunities. Anyway, he's played by David Gallagher, who I know I've seen, heard in other stuff. Oh, Seven can't... Heaven! There we go, I guess. Um, it, was, uh, on, it was on the CW, the WB and then the CW. My mom and I used to watch that together when it was, like... Before it got, like, re- I mean, it was already preachy to begin with, but before it went <laughs> off the rails, it went really preachy. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, but I had, like, you know, Jessica Biel, it had Beverly Mitchell, you know, before she was in Saw. <laughs> no, it did. She was the preacher's daughter. Dude, oh my god, time is fucking wild with the amount of right? just other stuff people will do. Uh, Kyrie, the girl in it, uh-huh. is Hayden Pinotier. Okay, yeah. Who was the cheerleader Hero? back in Heroes. Well, remember the Titan heroes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so that's our main cast. <laughs> this has a lot of people in. Yeah, right. Like I said, Ma- um, Mandy Moore is also in this. She plays one of the Final Fantasy characters that we're going to meet in this episode. Nice. Yeah. I like her. Anyway, she's a good, act- she's a good actress. <laughs> anyway, so we start off in what is called the Station of Waking, and I don't remember it ever being named that in game which is part of the reason i'm fine with telling you that because i for the life of me don't remember where we actually get that name from probably like an interview or something (laughs) (laughs) but uh at the very end of the opening the platform that sort of like standing on his birds are fluttering everywhere it literally just goes right into the tutorial with that being the platform he's already standing on called the for the station of waking and what now the station of waking Okay. Yes. Sorry, the audio is cutting in and out a little bit, so if I ask you to repeat it, that's why. No, you're fine. Also, this thing has two names, because it's the Station of Waking, but then the conceptually, the thing that we are in is called the Dive to the Heart. So it's never very clear which one is which, if the Station of Waking is just the place and the Dive to the Heart can be anywhere. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, because that's where we are. Um, I am dropping a picture of the platforms that we will be on in there, or in the chat, in the uh, Ansem Report channel. Uh, Okay, so the Snow White one, that was the first one that was in that opening thing. Yeah, it goes um, Snow White, Cinderella. There's one that doesn't have any characters on it for the third platform that's just like a fancy design. Uh, Then Aurora, then Belle is going to be the order that we're in. So yeah, so we start off on the Snow White panel as Sora is looking around, doesn't know what's happening, doesn't know where he is, and I'm not even kidding here, a just a straight-up disembodied voice, by which I do not mean we get to hear this person and later on piece together, oh, that's who it was. This disembodied voice has no voice. Wait, what? Yes. It is then just, it's not a disembodied voice, it's, it's just a... It's text on screen. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like a Navi from uh, Legend of Zelda. Kind of. <laughs> You're like a little jingle bell, except you don't want to punch it because it keeps going. Hey, yeah. So this one, it's never officially confirmed. There are theories on who this might be. I think in in an interview somewhere, Tetsuya Nomura said that this was Mickey Mouse. But the this anything that comes up in an interview is kind of like stuff that comes in a, comes up in a secret ending may or may not be canon probably what he was considering but this is this this same disembodied voice has been in other games where it wouldn't make as much sense to be mickey and the way it talks just doesn't follow the way mickey talks (laughs) so yeah that's gonna be a thing Uh, but so yeah so Sora's looking around and we get our new our brand new friend text on screen tos saying so much to do so little time dot 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 Take your time. Don't be afraid. The door is still shut. Now step forward. Can you do it? And this is basically just since this is since this is both in-game like metaphor, awakening of power stuff, and out-of-game tutorial stuff. That's just it telling you, hey, it's, we're going to teach you how to walk now. <laughs> is it the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland? Because they're talking about time and taking no. your time. Well, no, that one was always talking about not wanting to waste time. No, but we do have Alice in Wonderland probably coming up next episode. Nice. Yay, foreshadowing. Actually, I say probably. It is going to be next episode. But, uh, yeah. But, so, it does a short, like, walking around. Okay, here's how you run, that kind of crap. Uh, Then Sora is presented with three pedestals that have... uh, One has a sword, one has a shield, and one has a staff. I will go ahead and pop those in. These things actually have names. They're, I mean, just the dream sword, dream staff, and dream shield, because they only ever appear in, like, these type of dream scenarios. Very imaginative. Um, yeah. Well, basically basically what this is, is Sora is told to take one and give up another. So basically you're deciding how your stats are going to lay out. If you if you uh, choose the sword, then your attack, then your attack st- or attack-related stats and attack-related abilities will come sooner. If you choose the shield, same, th- same thing, but for defensive stuff. If you choose the staff, same thing for magic stuff. And then whichever one you give up, Basically the same thing, but slower over the course of the game. So, again, so this it, is, like... A so it doesn't really hurt you. It doesn't hurt you if you don't pick the other two. It just means that they'll, like, improve a little bit slower. Basically. And um, it will all, or there are lists out there. I forget the, exactly how it's laid out, but there are certain, like, skills that you'll get at different levels, depending on which one you get. Like, in the original version of the game, um, if you took the shield, you would get a, um, an ability called Scan, which just shows you how much health enemies have at, like, 
level nine versus somewhere in the double digits for the other two. But they changed oh. that up, so now you got to pick the shield if you want to get it anywhere soon. And now the or now you, you got to take the sword. I mean, and the shield gives it to you at like level twenty something. <laughs> but also, what it does, whichever one you pick, you will get to see throughout the tutorial because basically, when it has you start fighting, you don't get the keyblade just yet. You'll you'll be fighting Aww. with whichever one. Yeah, I know. You'll be fighting with whichever one you pick, which is hilarious if you pick the shield because they didn't give a unique fight animation for each one. No matter which one you pick, Sora's just swinging around as if it were a sword. I mean, it worked for Tyrion in Game of Thrones. He smashed the dude's face in with a shield. I'm, no, that's fair. That was... So yeah, if you pick the shield, he's sitting there like... <laughs> like, trying to smack people with it, and it... <laughs> varying levels of success. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so each one will get um, will get a description. This is basically like you've played Pokemon games before. This is just choosing your starter. Um, if okay. you When you hover over the sword, the description you get says the power of the warrior, invincible courage, a sword of terrible destruction. If you hover over the shield, the power of the guardian, kindness to aid friends, a shield to repel all. If you hover over the staff, the power of the mystic, inner strength, the, a staff of wonder and ruin. All right, then. Exactly. And so, yeah, so yeah, you, you pick one, give up another, the other one, nothing happens. So I guess that one will just kind of come mid-range. I don't know. Uh, and then the floor shatters out from under you. Again? Yes. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the, the Snow White platform breaks, and we fall onto the, uh, the second platform with Cinderella. This one is still not much. This is where it's, it gives you, it teaches you the fight mechanics, how to attack, how to lock on, switch enemies that you're locked on to, how to block. Well, actually, not how to block, because blocking is a skill that you have to get. Is what now? Sorry, the audio cut out again. Blocking is a skill that you have to get later on. Same with dodging. You can't just So you do don't those. start off with blocking? No. How the hell do you defend yourself if you don't have the shield? <laughs> attack at just the right time. Screw that. I know, right? Like, if I'm uh, holding a shield, I should be able to automatically defend. That's, right? That's the point of a shield. <laughs> but yeah, so this one is, again, just a couple, or just a practice fight against um, a few Heartless. Uh, it is the basic, these basic little dudes that are just called Shadows. Okay. Yeah. Um, it'll do, I don't know, I think like a handful, not, a, not the point. Um, then transfer you over to the third platform, the one I said doesn't have a character on it. That one is teaching you field commands, so like, pick up the object, throw the object, push the object, that kind of crap. Open the box. <laughs> and as you do each one, there's like a door that will slowly appear in the middle of the platform. So that once mm -hmm. you've done all the things it wants you to do, hey, now there's a door here and you can actually leave this room. <laughs> Which, instead of waking Sora up, takes him to basically another another platform in the Station of Waking, but instead of being a platform, he's on, like, a section of his island with um, Titus, Waka, and Selfie from... Titus and Waka being from Final Fantasy X, Selfie being from, I think, 8? I want to say 8. Uh, but they're his friends. They're some of his other friends on the island. They're not super important, I'll just be honest, because they weren't in the opening <laughs> credits. Um, each one of them presents Sora with a question. Um... The answers to these questions will decide how you level, or the pacing of leveling up over the course of the game. 
there's a trick to it because each one gives you like three different options. So there are different combinations of like how to get to it. But the gist of it is depending on what answers you get, the disembodied voice will say your adventure starts at sunrise, starts at midday or starts at sunset. Um, if it says that your adventure starts at sunrise, you'll level up faster early on and then higher levels will take a little bit longer to get to. If you, mm -hmm. if it says uh, midday, which is always the one that I go for because I don't like having to worry, I don't like having to figure that stuff out. Um, it'll just be linear. Everything will take, rel all levels will take relatively the same amount of time to get to. Aside from, of course, higher levels always take more, uh, more experience just because that's games. Um, if you, if you get it so that your answers have it tell you you're starting at, uh, at evening, then it'll be earlier levels will have a little bit more of a gap between them proportionately and later levels, well, you'll actually level up a little bit quicker. So just depending on how you're wanting to spread your stats out and stuff, um, kind of for that. But, and they, they phrase all of these in like these weird ass philosophical questions of, uh, Tita says, what are you so afraid of? And your choices are getting old, being different and being indecisive. So it's kind of like the sorting hat quizzes? Kind of. Basically, that's what this whole thing is, except it's just deciding how your stats are going to play out. Uh, Waka says, what do you want out of life? You can say, to see rare sights, to broaden my horizons, to be strong. Uh, Selfie says, what's, what's most important to you, being number one, friendship, or my prized possessions? And like... My stuff. Yeah, right. My, my shit. <laughs> my treasures. <laughs> my treasures. But, but yeah, so it's, you'll answer those, and then um, it'll tell you your adventure starts at dawn, midday, or evening. Then the voice will actually uh, will say, the day you will open the door is both far off and very near. And then the screen will just fucking fade to the Aurora platform. <laughs> like, there's, like, you don't, like, walk to it. It doesn't shatter out from under you like the first platform did. It just kind of, hey, you're, you're here again, by the way. Um, so th uh, this one's another fight tutorial. It'll it's starting to tell you less and less stuff, and now it's just hey, fight like a small wave of heartless, and you get your first save point of the game here. This one I kind of like because when the platform is over, instead of it shattering or disappearing, you just fucking get stares. It's like hey, the next one's over there, dude. <laughs> and so this is yeah. do what. I was gonna say I couldn't be like a video game protagonist because all of this stuff shattering out from under me and me falling—I don't do falling. I would be puking everywhere. I know, I know, right? Um, but yeah, so this platform is—we uh, get a—we get a boss fight. <laughs> we already have a boss fight. Um, what? When you, yeah, when you get up to the bell platform, uh, Sora's shadow will start to like stretch out behind him, and the. Uh, the text on screen voice will say, the closer you get to the light, the greater your shadow becomes. And then his shadow will turn into a giant honkin' heartless called a dark side, which um, I don't have a picture of for now because they couldn't find a picture of it in this setting, but a couple more dark sides will pop up, so I've got another one that I'll uh, send over later on in this episode. Uh, but basically, it's... I mean, it, it's boss fight. It's pretty straightforward, and as Kingdom Hearts bosses go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> after after the boss fight, Sora has not exactly gotten knocked down as the dark side disappeared, but like fallen. Eh. And the whole platform is starting to turn black as like these tendrils of darkness are 
like lashing up and grabbing Sora and like pulling him under. Because that's not ominous at all. Yeah, right. And as as he disappears and it fades out, um, text on screen pops up one last time saying, "But don't be afraid. You hold the mightiest weapon of all. So don't forget, you are the one who will open the door." Keyblade <laughs> time. Cool, dude. What's that mean? <laughs> not quite keyblade time. Now, Aww. no, now more tutorial time. Oh. <laughs> Sora wakes up on the Destiny Islands. It turns out he actually just fell asleep, lounging on the sand in the sun. Kyrie's yeah. leaned over him and she says, Sora, you lazy bum, I knew I'd find you snoozing down here. And he literally just wakes up, whoop! <laughs> and so yeah, Sora's freaking out for like a hot second. Kyrie's just like, haha. Um, they establish real quick that like there's no there's no transition in this conversation. It's her waking him up and making fun of him for falling asleep on the beach to sort of well, being so like, right. He's a video like, game protagonist. He doesn't have time to sleep. I know, right? Well, like to immediately Sora's just like, Hey Kyrie, do you remember anything about your original home from before you came here? Because that's just totally casually thrown in there. <laughs> and she's like, nah. <laughs> nah, fam. They are, at this point, Sora and Kairi are 14, Riku is 15. In the entire rest of the series that has come out since 2002, Sora is still, fif- still fucking 15, and here I am at 30. So none of these kids have birthdays. <laughs> no, we, um, there is like a year-long time jump between 1 and 2, and then everything from 2 onward happens fairly quickly together, probably in the span of like a few months. So there haven't really been any actual, like, dates mentioned for anything the closest you get is that it's always halloween when you're in halloween town actually i take that back this uh, in kingdom hearts 2 it's man Christmas. i want their secret i want to put myself back in like at least my late 20s i know right <laughs> but um but yeah so they are they're having fun talking about how Kyrie doesn't remember where she's from and sora wants to see all the worlds that are out there spoiler alert kid you will <laughs> <laughs> When Riku Whether walks he up, likes it or not. Yeah, right. When Riku walks up and just throws a log at Sora. Just casually. I like Riku. I like Riku already. Riku is contrary to things that will happen later on in this game specifically, Riku is my favorite character for what basically happens within the whole rest of the series. I just like the fact that he apparently walks up and chucks a log at another kid's head. <laughs> he, he does. And it's enough that it knocks Sora briefly off screen, too. <laughs> he just chucks a log at Sora's head and <laughs> scolds him and Kyrie for uh, for laying around and being lazy instead of working on the raft. Yeet. <laughs> so they, they're, all, they're all joking. Look how happy they are. Nothing bad has happened yet. Isn't it so good? We get the title card officially for Kingdom Hearts and for um, where they, or specifically this area, which is called the Destiny Islands. I'm sure that doesn't mean anything. That title is no is in no way significant. That looks like something you would see in either Donkey Kong or Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Is the thing these are Disney? Or these are all this game is like half Disney, so the title cards are always fairly cartoon, depending on where we are. No, I mean, like, seriously, before my PS2 decided to act up, I was, because I have my dad's copy of Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. And I'm monkeying around on the home island thingy, and that, it looks like the part where I keep getting eaten by that stupid giant fish. <laughs> I hate that fish. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Nice one. But yeah, so this one is still just uh, some more tutorial, basically just 
Kyrie tells you, hey, go find some stuff that we're going to need for the raft. Um, find it yourself. <laughs> she hangs out. She just sits on the raft waiting for Sora and Riku to gather stuff. She and Sora are both freaking lazy. <laughs> I know. Um, but this is basically what the uh, what the island looks like. Donkey Kong. I mean, again, not wrong is the thing. It's just more beach than I'm used to seeing in Donkey Kong, but that's pretty much it. Um, I would totally vacation there, though. Yeah, no, fair. Um, during all of the all of this part, you can't you you can just run and grab this stuff, then go take it all to Kyrie and in this section. But if you want to try to level grind some, you can fight your friends. <laughs> um, by which I mean Tita, Swaka, and Selfie. You can fight each of them separately, or once you've beaten all three of them once, you can fight them all together. Basically, just so you can beat up your friends. Yes, Sora has a little wooden sword. Um, Tevis has like a quarter staff that he's using as a sword, kind of. Wait, are you saying Titus? I I hear it like fifty fifty Tevis and Titus. You're I've, talking about the you're talking about like the carryover from Final Fantasy ten and ten two, right? Yeah, the kid from Final Fantasy ten and ten two. Okay, I've always, heard, the, I've always heard it as Titus, but okay. okay, I was trying to make sure we were thinking of the same person. Okay, that's fair. I hear it like 50-50 on both, so I'm sure I'm either saying it right or saying it wrong. No, I was just trying to make sure we were thinking <laughs> of the same person. No, yeah, and Waka is the same Waka from Final oh, Fantasy I like, X. I like Waka. He, all of, the, all of them look like just little kids in this one for some dang reason. They are that's like, hilarious. instead of being their Final Fantasy selves, it's just kids that grew up with Sora, Riku, and Kairi. But, like, they're still vaguely wearing clothes similar to theirs. So, like, well, Tita yeah, still has the thing where he's got one short pant leg and one long pant leg. I guess maybe because if you had them, like, more of their adult selves, you'd basically have adults beating up little kids, which would be really, really funny to watch, but... Well, again, like, most of the other Final Fantasy characters are still just themselves. So I think it was just to make them fit in with the Destiny Islands a little bit more. But That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can fight each one of them separately, and then you can also fight each one of them together. Waka has his uh, ball, uh, his Blitz ball from Final Fantasy X. Um, Selfie. Yep. I think I think Selfie in her game must have used a whip because she has a jump rope in this that she uses as a whip. So basically, it's just kind of getting you used to like... Kinky. <laughs> stop that. But basically, so this part's <laughs> just letting you get used to like different enemy fighting styles. And also, you can go fight Riku. <laughs> who is a tougher fight than all, or than any of the three of them, obviously, because he's a character that matters. Well, I mean, he can already eat Sora off screen with a log, so... <laughs> right? He, he has, he's done his work for today. He's not being lazy. Exactly. He's done and just relaxing after work. He's knocked out the protagonist of the entire game series. He's good. Exactly. But yeah, so um, after you go gather all of your stuff for today... Um, you head over to, it's not in the picture that I posted, but there's, like, attached to the main island is, like, another very small island that has, like, a couple of trees, and one of them is, like, kind of growing sideways, so that's uh -huh. where they'll always gather, so, like, two of them will be sitting on the tree, and the third one will stand up and just kind of lean against it. You that's, said it's not in the picture you already sent? Yeah, no, it's not in that picture. I couldn't find one that had uh, that in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's basically just, um, well, actually, wait, I think I did. Hang on. One second. Do, 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 looking at my pictures, probably gonna cut this part out. Yeah, there we go. It's not. It's not that whole section of the island, but um, this is like the tree that they'll just hang out on. <laughs> because... Okay, so hang on. Just so I remember, Sora, Kyrie, Riku. Yes. 
Okay. Riku closest to the screen in the designated yeah, yeah. brooding spot. Yeah, going from left to right, it's Sora, Kyrie, and Riku. Yeah. Right. This okay. is where yeah, th- this cutscene they're actually talking about like why the fuck were they talking about building a raft a minute ago? Basically, the, these three children or child idiots have decided they're going to build a raft and just sail off to see what they can find. Because that always goes non-eventfully in every series ever. Right? I'm sure that this will go very, very well. Very smoothly. Nothing will possibly happen. Exactly. Sora's an anime protagonist. He wants adventure. Kyrie is definitely not in love with Sora. Haha, ha, why would you even suggest that? So she's going to... Plus, apparently has a whole ass other home that she doesn't even remember. And Riku is just super eager to see anything other than their island. Like, weirdly eager to see things that aren't the island. Riku and his frickin' trip knockoff-looking pants there. <laughs> They're so puffy in this one. It's so silly. He's um, got trip pants. <laughs> but yeah, so he like he credit he thanks Kyrie for coming here from the outside because if not, he'd probably never even have had the thoughts about the outside that he has, so it's her fault that he wants to get out and see the world, I guess. All her fault. I know, right? Uh, as they are leaving, as this cutscene ends, um, Kyrie runs off on ahead, and Sora and Riku kind of hang back a little bit. Uh, as they are walking off, here we go, I've got a picture of it. Uh, Riku hands... Are you going to get her dumbass, can- or her dumbass captured? No, basically, you don't really see it very well in this game but basically what this is is they live on kind of like a bigger island where there's like an actual like village community thing and then this is just a small island that the kids go play on all the time okay yeah but so uh as they're walking off um riku passes sora a star-shaped fruit which is called palku fruit and reminds him read that as telling the telling the audience about the legend of the palku fruit which is that if you share it with someone you care about, your destinies will become intertwined, and they say you'll be together forever. <laughs> he's going to go force feed it to Kyrie. He? I mean, he very clearly wants to share one with Kyrie. These two, they're 14, so I mean, a, lo- a, a certain level of forgiveness. <laughs> These two very clearly crush on each other, and Riku is just old enough that he notices it and is going to pick at them, because why the fuck not? He shifts it. It, we all kind of do, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, so the the scene fades out. We go to um, a place that I don't remember us ever getting a title card for in Kingdom Hearts 1, but it's Disney Castle. You can probably guess who's here. I am genuinely dumbfounded. <laughs> no, it's it's not Walt. It's not Walt. I'm, I realized after I said it, Walt Disney is not in this. Oh. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Mickey? Technically, you guessed wrong, because Mickey has disappeared. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> we open on Donald uh, walking through one of the hallways of the castle. And, okay, real quick. Okay, so if you had Donald and Goofy in, like, a semi-fantasy slash cartoon, obviously, inspired kingdom, what what kind of positions would you say they probably have? Mm, let me think. I want to say Goofy would be the jester. Donald, like a guard, maybe? Because I'm thinking he's got that really, like, hot temper. (laughs) This is where you are so wrong, my friend, because obviously the right answer is that Donald is the court magician and and Goofy is the captain of the guard. Yeah, that's that's totally what I said. Weren't you listening? (laughs) It 
it's so silly to think about, but basically that does just translate to throughout the games, Donald is your magic user of the team. And Who Goofy. thought it would be a bright idea to give Goofy weapons? <laughs> Mickey Mouse, apparently. I'm sorry, Michael Mouse. Mickey, you idiot. I do love, if you look at the picture that I put in the Ansem Report chapter, you know how Goofy always has his little hat that just barely sits there? And he's got like a giant blade thing for a hat. <laughs> he turned it into a big fantasy helmet. I love it. I wish I'm just they... saying, that is asking for disaster. I wish they kept these outfits because they look really neat. But like as that soon as... it cannot be... A... It looks like, I mean, I know it's the shoe design. And I know it's supposed to be like night shoes, but... yeah. That outfit looks like a walking OSHA violation, because there's no way he wouldn't just maim people by walking around. I mean, especially because he's goofy and is historically very clumsy. Exactly. He never, it's like he hurt, well, no, he does hurt himself, but he's also more likely to cause damage to everything around him. Exactly. Now, also, you would think, you know, Captain of the Guard is probably supposed to be responsible and always on alert and stuff, right? But this is also goofy we're talking about. Yes. We open this scene on Donald walking down a hallway in the in the castle, uh, going to see Mickey. Basically, it looks like it's, I guess, just supposed to be like the start of the day. So he's just going to see Mickey to begin the day or whatever. Uh, Mickey's fucking gone. Of course he is. <laughs> he has an fucking in, mouth. I know, right? He. What's what's very silly about this scene is you will look and see the size of this throne room. It takes Donald until he gets right up on the throne to realize Mickey's not there. How? I don't know. It's not like he opens the door, sees that he's gone, and then runs up to the throne. He's just casually walking up to the throne. Your Majesty, good morning, how are you? Where the fuck did he go? (laughs) Then Pluto is hanging out behind the throne. Pluto, we will see throughout this series, just kind of is wherever he wants to be. So, kind of like normal? I mean, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so Pluto's hanging out behind the throne holding a letter in his mouth that has, I'm not even kidding, a seal on it in the shape of like the classic three-circle Mickey head. Well, duh. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a Disney product. (laughs) It's it's the royal seal of the royal family. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I would either expect the Mickey head. The only thing I would expect other than the Mickey Mouse head is maybe like the traditional Cinderella castle logo. Right. But, like, but you yes. know what I mean? The original Disney one, like this, the silhouette, not the fancy CGI one they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, so Pluto has a letter. Um, I wonder who it's from. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto's got a letter. Donald freaks out. Careful, Stephen. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> there we go. Right. Um, Donald takes it from him, obviously, because it's not like Pluto can read, and runs off. And the scene transitions to Goofy taking a nap somewhere. Of course. (laughs) He's outside somewhere. And Donald runs up, is trying to wake him up by shouting in his horrible duck voice. And at this point, I will point out, not only did we talk about, you know, some of the other names that are in this series playing the human, okay, human parentheses anime characters. All of the legit Disney actors are playing their characters. (laughs) The same guy who has been Donald Duck for 60 years, is playing Donald Duck in this game. Oh, yeah. I remember it was a while back, but I stuck it in, I think, the general chat where it's not like they brought him back in and he just started swearing in the Donald Duck voice in the recording booth. Exactly. And everyone just lost it. It's like, this man is a legend. The Alice in Wonderland level, they bring back the the same woman who played Alice 
back in the day. Oh, now that's cool. Yeah, you can you can tell in her voice that like it's been however much time it's been. Her she definitely cool. sounds older, yeah. but it is very much the same Allison. It's a trip, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, in the Hercules level, obviously it's still James Woods voicing uh, Hades, so on and so well, forth. You can't have not James Woods voicing Hades. I mean, it just would fair. not be the same. Um. So <laughs> this this scene is very short. Um. It Donald casts thunder to wake Goofy up. <laughs> tells him the king is missing, but they can't tell anyone. And there's this moment where Goofy is like kind of looking off in the distance. It looks like, and he's just like. Daisy? And Donald's like, no, don't tell Daisy. The queen? No, don't tell Minnie either. And then he just fucking points and it's like, hey, guess who's right behind you, Donald? <laughs> and to be fair... That's a twist that's never been used before. I know. To be fair, I like it, though. It is a good twist. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's classic Disney. Yeah. I do very much like their outfits throughout this game. Uh, other char- Most of the characters will get a new outfit. Throughout each game, um, Donald, Goofy, Mickey, or Minnie, and Daisy do not. But to be fair, I very much like their outfits. Like, if you're going to make Minnie the queen of some sort of Disney-themed kingdom, and I guess Daisy kind of her lady-in-waiting? Probably lady-in-waiting. That's, I think, usually, like, whenever they're doing some kind of royal thing, I think Daisy usually is a lady-in-waiting. Yeah. So, I really, I just, I really dig I'm their outfits. I'm picking the purple, though. Yeah, right? They look good. Uh, <laughs> not the point. That's where the scene nah. ends, and we go back to Destiny Islands for day number two, which is just more chores. Please. Yeah, you can, it's, um, Kyrie tells you to gather up more stuff for the raft, you can still fight all of uh, Tina Smaka and Selfie, you can't fight Riku this time, instead what happens is that you can race him. <laughs> and Wait, you can what? You can race him, like a, like a okay. foot race. It's this whole ridiculous gauntlet. I've beaten him a couple times. It doesn't really matter if you do or don't, honestly. Um, it just gives you, like, practice. Basically, it's it's this whole stupid-ass gauntlet of, like, hopping across, like, platforms that are sticking out of the water for some reason, hopping across treetops, going down the zip so line. It's like, an agility, it's like an agility course, kind of. Basically, yeah. Which I'm bad at, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because... Riku brought up the thing about the Palku fruit yesterday, and so he tells he tells Sora, "Hey, you want to have a race?" And Sora's like, "Yeah, sure. Whoever wins, if 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 I win, I get to name the raft." <laughs> Riku's like, "Cool. If I win, I'm gonna share a Palku fruit with Kyrie." <laughs> Sora's, Sora's like, "Wait, hold on, what?" <laughs> you can, like for like a minute, you can just see it on his face. He's like, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> Oh, that, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> but yeah, but Riku's like, yeah, so it's a deal. The winner shares a copy with Kyrie. <laughs> and then whether you win or this one, whether you win or lose, Riku tells Sora he was just joking about the Palpu thing and to ease up. All this all this ultimately decides is the raft thing. If um if Riku wins, then the raft is by default named High Wind. If you, if Sora wins, you can name it whatever you want. Nice. Yeah. Um, the Let's Player that I'm following, Bond of, or that I'm watching for this one, Bond of Games, named it Palpu Raft. Which, fair. <laughs> I mean, not inaccurate. Yeah, no, exactly. I always tried to come up with something, but I never won, so it never mattered. 
Poor um, human. Eh. There is also a point during this um, where you can go into what's called the secret place on the island, which is basically Ooh. just a cave where some where the kids have, for however freaking long, because, I mean, kids have been playing here forever, I guess, where kids have drawn all kinds of different stuff on the rocks. Ooh. And, yeah, it's really neat to actually look around because there are a lot of Final Fantasy references. The picture I just posted has Donald Duck and a Chocobo on it. I thought that was a... And is that a, is that a Moogle up in the upper right? Yeah, or? I think so. <laughs> I like Moogles. I know, They're right? cute. They're good. Moogles are in these games. Don't worry. Yay! And what looks like a kid standing on top of the earth? I don't fucking know. There's a shark-looking thing over on the left. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's really cool. Like, all of the different rocks have got just a bunch of different drawings and stuff on them. There's one rock, or one, like, spot on the wall in here where we get a short flashback to when Sora and Kyrie were very small and came in here and drew each other's faces on, the, on a section of the wall. <laughs> and worked up by everything that's been going on. Sora, while you're in here, Sora grabs a rock and carves in himself giving Kyrie a pow poo fruit. <laughs> Which because of because of the fact that like he can't draw it out to look like a detailed fruit because it's just rock carving on rock, it looks like he's punching her in the face with a star. I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing? <laughs> Basically. I mean it would serve the same purpose, just a little more enthusiastically. Right. But also um, when I taunted you by posting um, a screenshot in the chat the other day where I had some shadowy figure in the distance saying soon. Yes. That happens here. This dude shows up. We don't know how. There's one way into this cave and he did not come in through it. Sora turns around after drawing, after adding to the drawing and this guy is just there. Creeper. Yeah, exactly. Um, Where's Chris Hansen when you need him? Oh, actually, no. Okay, so getting back to voices. You know who Billy Zane is. Yeah. He voices this guy. Of course he does. He always does bad guys. <laughs> so, I mean, spoiler alert, obviously, this guy is going to matter later on in the game, because if you know anything about story structure, voice actor is a spoiler, because Billy Zane doesn't play nice people. Exactly. Also, look at that. But yeah, so, okay, hang on. Let me try to get in character so I can properly say what this guy, uh, what this guy tells Sora. Okay. This world has been connected, tied to the darkness. And Sora's like, what? <laughs> huh? Eh? He's like, who are you? How'd you get here? And he's like, and the, the shadowy, fuck, man? and the shadowy brown coat guy is like, here tells him, one who knows nothing can understand nothing. I needed an adult. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, he says um, something about like he came here to see the to see the door, or no, I ah crap, I forget. I wrote down the funnier lines, but I forget his exact wording. Basically, he came here to see God something things. mysterious. Sora, for like a split second, turns around to look back toward the entrance of the cave, and then when he turns back, this dude is gone. Of course, he is. <laughs> so anyway, back to just happy fun times outside on the sun or in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> And Mood Whiplash. Yeah. Um, the the Let's Play that I'm watching is from Kingdom Hearts Remit or Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, which uh, basically, okay. if you don't know what that is, um, I like, 
Yeah, later on. I in know the... nothing, Stephen. I am Jon Snow. I know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing, Cat. Uh, later on in the year that Final or that Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two came out in Japan, they released Final Mix, which was basically they added in a few extra cutscenes and a few extra like bosses that were only in the English release of the game and were not in the Japanese release, and they made a few other tweaks and things like that. So it's like the extended cut, basically. Basically, um, what that uh, results okay. what that results in is we did not get those as quickly as Japan did. We got them because we stuck. Yeah, we got the final mix versions of the game quite a bit later. To the result that for Kingdom Hearts two, it's fine. We got it close enough that voice wise everything's okay. But because um, Haley Joel Osment and the others were so young for Kingdom Hearts 1 and so much time passed, their voices were too different. So for the final mix cutscenes, nobody they just don't have voices. There will be there will be the background music, there will be subtitles, but their voices are not there. It's a decision. I understand why the decision was made, but it has always been hilarious to me. So they basically pull like a Legend of Zelda Link thing where they don't say anything. Basically, but um, so you get you get your first Final Mix edition here um, because if you go and talk to Kyrie like before bringing her all the stuff back and ending this part of the day, uh, she'll tell you that like she's making a necklace out of shells that she found. The the part that they add is because this. This necklace plays a, or is a thing later on in the game. We will get there. I'm not going to go into detail on it right now. But they added a thing of her just holding it up incomplete and being like, look, see, it's this. The so other... wait, they just hold a random kid up and go, seize this? No, no. She, uh, Kyrie holds up the necklace that she's working on and is like, see, look at it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> But because because it's a thing later, like I said, it's a thing later on in the game that will actually matter and will come to be important symbolically throughout the rest of the series so far, kind of. So they just yeah. stuck a thing in here to basically tell anyone who didn't figure it out, hey, that thing from later on, she was making it right now, guys. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, I guess. Okay. I... But yeah, so that's that's where yeah, that's where this ends. Is you can go talk to Kyrie, tell her that you've found everything. Um, we will also get an actual cutscene of Sora and Kyrie hanging out on that little island where all three of them were hanging out um, by themselves this time, and Kyrie talking about how or Sora talking about how excited he is, and she's like, "Yeah, once we get out there, everything will be different." And then she starts talking about how, hey, by the way, Riku seems like he's changed. How about we just totally leave him behind? Ha 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 ha. Actually, never mind. I'm kidding. Let's just ditch his ass. Yeah. <laughs> she hints that, like, he seems different. And then is just like, hey, let's go just the two of us. Let's leave him behind. And then <laughs> Sora's like, what? What's gotten into you? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm just joking. <laughs> and Sora. Not unless. And Sora, I love, I love him. He is my sweet, beautiful son who can do no wrong but he's very stupid. <laughs> he takes her at her word and is just like, oh, okay, what else? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't think anything is odd about this. Which, I'm still not super sure what Kyrie is So he's is a cinnamon roll, seen. but he's a stupid cinnamon roll. Yes. He is very much the anime protagonist. 
But we cut back to Disney Castle, where I'm not. I didn't write down all the text of it, but um, Donald, Goofy, Minnie, and uh, Daisy are reading Mickey's letter. Basically, he tells them the stars are going out. I've got to go see what's up. Um, there's a, there's someone out there who has a key in quotes. I need you to go find that key. Leon will show you the way. Keyblade time? <laughs> Almost. Almost keyblade time. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's if you've if you know the keyblade exists, that's what he's talking about. Someone out there has the keyblade, and that's the secret to fixing everything. I need you to go find the person who has the keyblade. Someone named Leon will help you find that person. Will help you find them. Is his last name Kennedy? No. <laughs> Is he from this... a place named after raccoons? No. I will. We'll get there. Don't worry. It's a thing. Uh, because wait, what? Oh, Leon is one of the Final Fantasy characters. So, oh. yeah, him being called Leon is apparently a thing from the game that he's in. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, also, um, Jiminy Cricket's going with them. Can we step on him? No. <laughs> Honestly, the game forgets he exists a lot of the time, unless it's a, unless it's a cutscene where he's actually talking. Basically, Jiminy's here as like the chronicler. So, like, the or Jiminy's journal is going to be, like, how we keep keep track of game data and enemies that we've seen and treasures that we've found and all of that jazz. So he's Navi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's Navi. Are you sure we can't step on him? No. Um, no, you're not sure? Like, I'm, like, 95% sure, actually. Eh. Damn it. We can try, but I don't think it'll work. He basically, after Sora meets up with Donald and Goofy, um, Jiminy just lives in Sora's hoodie. Ew. Yeah. Well, it's he hangs out there, and the game basically forgets he exists unless it's a cutscene where he's talking. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I don't know, uh, but we we see the gummy ship. They get into what's called the gummy ship um, to leave. This thing is very cartoony looking. I will show you. There it is. Wait, what is that? That it's called the gummy ship. It's like a really weird submarine. Yeah, kind of right. <laughs> it's a space submarine. That's duh. <laughs> Somebody super glued two Nerf darts on the front of it. <laughs> they are. They're Nerf darts. Look you're, at that. You're not wrong is the thing. Uh, but yeah, so they, uh, the three of them get in the gummy ship. Um, it turns out Chip and Dale are our official gummy ship engineer guys. They're so cute. They have little smocks that have got like gears and wrenches and stuff like sitting in their pockets. Aw. Just know. so you know, it's absolutely clear what they do. I don't know. No, I'm saying they. I'm saying they've got like little gears oh, and stuff oh. in their apron. So I'm like to make it just absolutely clear what they do. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were going somewhere with that. I was like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. As <laughs> okay, okay, good. No, okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll actually get like little side conversations from Chip and Dale every now and then. This game, it's mostly just telling you how stuff works with the gummy ship and whatnot. But they become. They actually become characters uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2 onward. They'll talk to, like, everyone else Aww. sometimes. Yeah. And, of course, it's this them doing their same hyper little chipmunk voices. It's mm, very good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Destiny Islands. It is almost keyblade time. We're almost fucking there. Just you hang on. I dropped my skittle. <laughs> this is the one and the only time that we have ever seen Sora's bedroom. Okay. Because he's just hanging out, like, still wearing his full outfit, including he's got his 
giant shoes on the bed. And, like, basically I think they just didn't want to come make, a, make another model for him, like, in PJs or something. Uh-huh. But he notices, this is, like, the only hint in this game we get that the island they play on is just a smaller part of a, a bigger thing. Because he, out his window, you can see <coughs> the island that they play on all the time. Mm-hmm. And he notices a storm is coming, and he's like, "Oh crap, the raft!" <laughs> so he that runs... they've like totally forgotten about up until now. No, he's like afraid that the storm will break it or something. I guess. Oh. <laughs> so he like just bolts out, or I presumably out of his house. I don't know how he gets out without being seen. I'm just gonna say he jumps out the window because that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> he bolts from his house back across, like the small section of water that's between the main island and the playing island. It's not a huge amount of... It's not, like, a vast ocean between them. It's enough that kids have got their own little, like, rowboats they'll get there on. And, like, goes back to the island. And in the only instant... One of the only two instances of Sora's parents ever coming up, we hear his mom calling Oh, shit, he actually has parents? Yes. (laughs) That is I thought the, he was like an orphan. All these kids running around with like no parents. No, that is the perplexing thing. Is Sora at least is confirmed to have grandparents. Kyrie will eventually be confirmed to have a grandma. I don't know about Riku. Maybe he ate them. Uh, <laughs> no, Mickey Mouse becomes his new dad. It's fine. Uh, Wait, what? Oh no, they just they just over the course of like the next few games develop like a very much father and son type of uh, relationship it's very cute and i love it but we hear sora's mom call out sora dinner's ready sora oh favorite. <laughs> his ass just fucking left rude so yeah i don't know if they ever fill his parents in on what happens or what because this is the last time we see destiny islands in this game <laughs> Sora gets to the island, and it is Heartless Central up in this bitch. All of those little Shadow Heartless that I told you about that you were fighting in the tutorial, it's just a ton of them all over the place now. But you don't have the Keyblade yet. Sora still just has his shitty little wooden sword. So like, Ma, get the broom! (laughs) Right? Well, so you can try to fight them, but it literally does nothing. Like, you'll sit there and just swing and, like, just completely whiff every every shot because like your sword will like go through them or just not affect them or something. It is what the how good is it then? Exactly. So um, Sora runs to the secret place, that little cave I told you about. Uh, when yeah. he gets do what? I said yeah. Like I'm agreeing. I remember. Oh, oh okay okay. But yeah, um, he gets there. Uh, there that fancy door from the tutorial. The platform that was like telling you pick up this ro- uh, pick up this rock, open that box, that kind of crap. Uh, a yeah. door just sort of like just slowly formed so you could leave. That door is now at the at the entrance to the secret place, and I don't know why. It just fucking is is the thing. It's just it's there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, hang on, I'm getting myself slightly mixed up. Does he go see Riku first? No, yeah, that's it. Okay, he goes off to that extra, like, smaller side island bit with, like, the sideways tree, and uh-huh. um, Sora's like, Riku, there you are, where's Kyrie? And he's like, don't worry, Kyrie's coming with us, and he's like, huh? And Riku- How fishy is this shit? <laughs> Do what? 
I said, how fishy is this shit? Oh, I thought you said bishy, like bishonen. I was like, mm, fair amount. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, like, bishy, like bishonen anime. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, he is. Kind of. <laughs> I mean. Let him get a little older first. But no, because first he's like, oh, yeah, let's just go without him. And now he's like, no, no, she's coming. Bitch, please. Um, Riku is very, very clearly not talking right. He's got this, like, kind of robotic monotone quality to his voice right now. Oh. Yeah. He tells Sora the door has been opened. And Sora says, What? <laughs> I love how dumb Sora is because it's the perfect excuse to just explain things to the audience because Sora don't never know what's going on. Sweet, stupid cinnamon roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um so it's you like briefly saw Riku do this pose in the opening where he just kind of like stands there with his arm out to Sora. He does that same pose and like fucking just darkness spreads out from under him and like gobbles up him and Sora. Except, nom, 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 nom. I mean, basically, except that a flash of light like dispels all that darkness and Sora is alone now in that little area. And finally, <laughs> I don't know if this is supposed to be our friend text on screen talking or if it's just there for flavor but we get the word keyblade popping up like five times across the screen because suddenly in Sora's hand is his keyblade yes I have put it in the chat so that you can see this is Sora's default keyblade throughout all of the games it's called the kingdom key it's very much if you're going to use one to be like this is the branding for the series yeah that's probably that's it that works I would totally be swinging around backwards and just bapping everybody with the little Mickey Mouse shaped flail on the hill. <laughs> that's the thing is all of the keyblades have got this little keychain that like that's what decides their form is like each person has their keyblade, which is I guess somewhat formless unless you attach a keychain to it and then basically everyone has like their own personal keychain. But yeah, so every key every keyblade you will see one of these like big ass like rocks hanging off of it. Just like sure, that's not gonna broke. That's gonna not. That's not gonna cause balance issues. No, I would be slapping people with it, and also knowing just how klutzy I am, I would be either whacking myself with it or dropping it on my foot. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, but this is you where know, I would hurt myself with that thing. But yeah, I started to get ahead of myself a little bit before. This is where Sora goes over to the secret place, and that fancy door is in front of it. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, he goes into the secret place, and um, it's. Catching my breath. Hold on. Okay, I'm good. Um, Breathe, Steven. He sees he sees Kyrie for a minute, um, and then she fucking flies at him, just going Sora. And there are two kinds of people in this world because as Sora or as Kyrie flies at Sora, she'll like she goes translucent, kind of phases through him, and then just keeps on going. Or actually, no, she disappears. Sora gets pushed That's out of the place. Totally normal. Yes, there are two types of people in this world. People who pause that scene to make it look like they're hugging and liars. <laughs> because the positioning is perfect. Sora's standing there with his arms kind of outstretched because basically, like, she's flying at him, so he's going to try to catch her. And she's basically ragdolling, so her arms are just out to the side because it's not like she's got anything else to do with them. <laughs> so there's, like, a perfect instant where it just looks like they're hugging. <laughs> and if you take that shot out of, out of context, oh, look, it's very sweet. Which person are you, Steven? Oh, I like every time I'm playing, I try to. I never, I never succeed, but I have tried several times. 
One of these days, Steven. One of these. One day. If I'm watching a video, it's easier because you can just go pause, 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 pause. Well, yeah. But, so yeah, so Sora gets blasted out of the secret place and ends up basically just back on that other little spot where he and Riku were. He's made, physically speaking, he's made zero progress. And uh, the the big dark side enemy from before pops up again for round two. The boss fight goes... again? Yeah, right? The fight goes... Ooh, that thing is creepy. Yeah, right? It's... it's got a big old heart shape cut out of him. Yes, it do. Um, but yeah, so the fight goes basically the same as before. It's, I think, a little bit more aggressive now because when you're not in the tutorial. Um, you beat it, or you fight, they fight, Sora wins, obviously. Um, once you do beat it, the entire world just shatters and collapses into darkness. I'd be shitting myself right about then. Yeah, no, the first... Like, I just broke something. Yeah, no, playing this for the first time, it's like, wait, hang on. <laughs> because the next thing we see is Donald and Goofy in, like, this somewhat old-timey cobblestone town. And Goofy points up at, this, up at the sky and goes, look, a star is going out. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which So now we know what that means. When the stars are going out, that's worlds falling to darkness because of the heartless. So that's cool. That's cool. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's good. Pluto's... It's like the dog, in the, it's the dog in the room that's on fire. The, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get, we get the title card telling us that this is Traverse Town. Uh, Pluto is with Donald and Goofy for some reason. Um, Pluto starts to run off down an alleyway, but uh, Donald wants to go in a different direction because they're trying to find Leon. And Goofy tries to be like, hey, Pluto might know where he's going. And Donald goes, ah, what do you know? And Goofy's like, what do I know? I don't know, Goof. What do you know? (laughs) But so they walk off. The scene switches over to start following Pluto who runs down a little alleyway where we find Sora passed out and slumped against the wall. <laughs> and I'm that not, is a hell of a drug, kids. Dude, for real, though. I'm not even kidding. Pluto, like, slams on his, or, like, hops up and, like, slams on his chest. Basically, you know, when a dog wakes the person up. <laughs> it's exactly right. that. He, like, slams onto Sora's chest, licks him in the face a couple times, and then just takes off before Sora really knows what's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... This is where we, we obviously were going to put back in control of Sora. We could start walking around a little bit. Um, if you talk to some of the NPCs, you can kind of start piecing together um, that this is where people go who somehow survive their worlds being eaten by the darkness. So I guess, congratulations, Sora. Your world got et and you lived. So now, <laughs> so now you're here. Your world got omnomed and you got spat out. Yeah. Friggin' basically. Um... He goes into the nearby shop, and this is where you meet Sid from Final Fantasy VII. Who I have? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there we go. I've got a picture of. There he is. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be a while before we get his voice, but he. <laughs> Sid's voice is fucking delightful. <laughs> it just kind of yeah, talks like this Sid. all the time. Yeah, I remember Sid. Um, but yeah, so it's. It doesn't lead to, to very much. Uh, basically, Sid's just kind of like, well, tough crap, kid. You're here. Um, <laughs> you you can't go to District 3 yet. Um, Traverse Town is broken up into districts. The main area that you're in is called District 1, obviously. Uh, there are almost never Heartless in this spot, unless it's for like a specific story reason. 
basically because this is just where the shots and shit are. So like, why would they put so like they just didn't want to put heartless here. Um, there. So the only place you can go right now is District Two. When you go into District Two, we are greeted by uh, the game deciding to be a horror movie for a minute, as some random ass NPC is like running and just collapses. And I'm not even kidding. We see a swirl of darkness around his chest. And then he disappears and a heartless, like, just chest bursters out of him. And it's one of these little funky dudes. Why is he wearing, like, an oil thingy on his head? He's called a soldier. Well, all right then. Yeah. There are a ton of different heartless designs. All of them are neat to some degree or another. I do kind of dig the soldiers. <laughs> I like their little curly cue of a helmet up there. It's Anyway, he does have a he does have a sufficiently impish yet creepy design. Like yeah. if he gets the hands, and it's it's really wild when you watch him like move around because they'll kind of they'll kind of stand there with their arms like if they're ever standing still they'll kind of like stand there with their arms just sort of hanging kind of like ragdoll a little bit and they'll just sort of like twitch a little bit then just sort of lurch forward as if they're trying to march and go find something to fight. He kind of gives me like Majora's Mask style vibe. Yeah, you know a little bit. Kind of looks like Skull like- Kid. Yeah, he does. He looks like the possessed skull kid. I mean, he's got kind of like the little, in that picture, he's even got the little, like, kind of hoppy dance pose thing. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the same, like, curly cute shoes. Skull kid might just be a heartless. I mean, he was corrupted by the mask, <laughs> See? so. See? We're working on something here. And the mask is heart-shaped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you can, it's, you can explore for however long you decide to um, you can't go into District 3 yet. There's a door for it in District 2. I forget how, but it's also blocked off right now. It might just be locked or something. Um, when you go back out to District 1, this is, like, the only time I remember there ever being heartless in District 1. Uh, you fight a few of them off, it will switch to a cutscene of Sora just being like, what's going on? Where's my home? Where's my island? <laughs> and, and the moody man, voiced by David Boreanaz, coming up behind him saying as long as you have the keyblade they'll keep coming after you and challenging him to a fight (laughs) and this is before we haven't quite gotten to the point in the game where losing in a fight results in a game over yet so i like his pants i know (laughs) he's got he's got three belts he's got a bunch of buckles on the sides of his pants i do not know what's going on with his left arm he's got like three i guess just small armbands could be like armbands or straps. I guess. His weapon is called a gunblade, which is really neat. I love it. This is Leon. Um, you can win or lose this fight. You get two different endings. Um, if you if you lose the fight, it's literally just like Leon gets a final blow and knocks Sora the fuck out and sends him flying. Nice. If you win the fight, Leon will kind of like drop to a knee, like, oh man, this is getting tough. And then Sora's like yeah, come on, you haven't... I'm just getting started. And he'll pass out anyway. <laughs> and uh, then Yuffie will show up, not wearing her outfit from the original games. I've seen an explanation that says they had probably originally planned to put Riku from Final Fantasy X here, which makes a little bit more sense because what she's wearing would fit a little bit better for Riku. But that they didn't want to confuse people by having another character in the game named Riku. So is she like, aware no. that she is she aware that she forgot her pants? She's wearing short shorts. They are just super duper short. 
but um, but so this leads to a cutscene where what's actually kind of neat is uh, Aerith from Final Fantasy X. Oh. This is the one voiced by Mandy no, Moore. She's not from Final Fantasy X. She's not Final ten. Fantasy I'm sorry, seven. seven, seven. I don't know why I said ten. Um, but even I know that much. No, yeah, sorry. Aerith from Final Fantasy VII um, has. She's Dom- not dead yet. <laughs> she sorry, says she says not dead so far. <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> spoilers for for Final Fantasy VII. I almost said Kingdom Hearts VII. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but Steven. So, yes. <laughs> you need to go to bed, Steven. No, shut up. <laughs> but um, so I actually kind of like the way this scene plays out. Basically, Aerith has Donald and Goofy in one hotel room while Goofy and Leon have Sora in a different hotel room. No, basically just explaining to each of them what's going on. So it'll kind of like cut back and forth between the conversations. Yeah, it's I like I like the way that they do that, how it'll just sort of swap back and forth, but you still get basically the whole conversation. Uh but before that, Zora wakes up in the hotel room, they laid him on a bed. Uh he thinks that he sees Kyrie. So he's like he's like Kyrie, and literally still the Kyrie model, Kyrie voice actress just goes, Kyrie. I'm the great ninja Yuffie. And then, like, Sora blinks and it's Yuffie, and it's like, Sora, my dude, you doing okay? Are you, uh, are you tripping, dude? <laughs> Buddy, I'm gonna just say you got a concussion. We'll just go with that. <laughs> but this is where, um, it comes, or this is where Leon being called Leon is a thing because Yuffie turns to him and says, I think you overdid it, Squall. And he just go, he just moodily goes, It's Leon. Because. Aww. In in his game, his name is Squall Leonhart. I've heard the name Squall. Exactly. So yeah, he's he's from Final Final Fantasy VIII. His name is Squall Leonhart. I looked it up at one point because I was like, why the fuck did they decide to call him Leon? Because he never goes back to being called Squall for Kingdom Hearts. He is to this day still called Leon. Well, all right then. Yeah. Um. I look, or so I, did, I dug around on the internet uh, online at one point a little bit to just try to find to see if there, it ever got said, and I just missed it. The only explanation that I could find is that there is apparently a point in Final Fantasy VIII where, for one reason or another, Squall like has to go under or go in disguise into an area for I guess a mission and starts calling himself Leon for that. <laughs> so Nomura was like, "Great, your name is Leon now." <laughs> Well, all right then. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> That's when you're like, okay. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Yeah. But so, um, so yeah, so they you have the alternating conversation explaining what's going on. Um, this also explains the scene where we saw a man turn into a heartless a minute ago. Basically, the heartless are the darkness in people's hearts, basically given form. So, like, when a person succumbs to darkness or whatever, it's never super made clear what that means. Um, whenever, when a person succumbs to darkness, they will, their heart will become a heartless. Which is why whenever you beat a heartless with the Keyblade, a tiny little heart sprite will fly out. <clears throat> because the Keyblade just reminds me. Do what? It just reminds me of the saying, I'm going to love and tolerate the shit out of you. I mean, fucking basically, that is the series. I love this series very much. There are times I do not quite know why, because hot damn does this series get to be a mess. 
The first to game, be fair, that's like most enjoyable things in life. That's true. The first game pretty well knows what it's doing in terms of it could have been just a self-contained story and would have been fine. So I think it's as stuff started to expand that like it just goes all over the place and it becomes a mess. Um, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Aerith, in her part of the conversation, because Sora would have no fucking frame of reference for this, uh, mentions that they knew of, or that they collectively <coughs> knew of a researcher who was named Ansem, who was experimenting with the Heartless, and wrote down everything that he learned in a report. So hey, guess what we're going to be finding bits of throughout the game? Reports. Yes. Uh, every now and then, after like significant boss fights and just other shit, it will get a prompt pop-up say, you found Ansem Report 3, which we will go over at the end of the game once we finally have all of them. I'm not going to stop at each point and be like, okay, so we have no context for it, but here's the third part of this report. Right, because also you know I won't remember that. Also that. It's also just easier to have all of them in one place. But right. um, well, it's like plus we're plus it's like there's a lot to record, a lot to go over, and we're recording late. I would not remember that exactly. <laughs> Easier for those to just be their own episode. So listeners at home, we will get to them eventually. We're probably going to do the same thing with Winnie the Pooh. I'm down with it. Yeah, because that's another thing is we haven't gotten to it yet, but Winnie the Pooh will come up. Um, basically, his whole world is is a storybook. So periodically oh in treasure tests and shit, you will find pages. That you then take back over to the Winnie the Pooh book, and oh, cool! Now you can do the next like ten minutes of mini game. Oh, yeah, it's. I hated it when I was a kid for some reason. I think just because it was breaking away from the action. But having replayed it as an adult, I actually sort of don't. I actually sort of like the Winnie the Pooh sections. They're kind of chill and sweet because you don't have to worry about Heartless. Donald and Goofy aren't don't come into the book. It's only Sora, so it's just him getting to roam around a storybook land making friends with these living stuffed animals, and it's pretty cute. Which is totally awesome. Yes. my only. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. My only complaint is that the first game, once you go back and replay the series after you've played the more recent games and just more recent games in general, the first game is very clunky in its controls. The <laughs> Which can make some of them a nightmare. But that's not the point. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, so... the. Uh, the conversation is interrupted when uh, a Heartless just appears in the room where Leon, Yuffie, and Sora are. Uh, right Rude. after <laughs> right after Leon has a chance to tell him, sorry kid, the Keyblade chose you. And look, see I'm holding it right now, but then it vanishes out of Leon's hand and goes back to Sora's. You're kind of stuck with it. So <laughs> hope you're cool with an adventure. <laughs> because it literally can't be anyone else. <laughs> Great. Right? But yeah, so Heartless appears in the room and <laughs> it's Yuffie runs into the other, like the two hotel rooms that they were in have like a door connecting them. So Yuffie like slams that door open and runs into the room where Aerith is because Aerith is a healer. She doesn't really fight on her own. So Yuffie's going to protect her. She slams Donald so hard with the door that he turns into a fat head. <laughs> Yeah, you know, okay, yeah, you know the ones. Okay, good. <laughs> and Leon and Sora both just square up to face this single Heartless, and Leon's just like, Sora, let's go. <laughs> and it switches outside as, like, the Heartless shatters the window and just flies out. That's gonna come out of the security deposit. <laughs> eh, we never see any other people, so it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> that is the thing about the Kingdom Hearts games is um, the they do a decent job of the worlds being big enough to be like explorable and fairly all right to be in, except for Alice in Wonderland. I hate the way that they did it. I get lost so easily. But we'll get there next episode. Um, but there are no people in like any see, of the games. Me out. I'm like, I want to at least see NPCs wandering around. We, we barely ever have them. We will have a handful of NPCs only in areas where fighting doesn't happen. So like, the only NPCs that are ever in Traverse Town are in District 1. <laughs> So on and so forth. They actually finally did a little bit better with that in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's still not a ton of people, but you have a believable amount of people in different areas. Okay. <laughs> but back in the early days, they were like, we can have a world that you can run around and fight in, or we can have people. And they chose the first one. <laughs> eh. Yeah. It, it Usually it doesn't matter, except for times where it's like specifically drawn attention to. Um, like, the Hercules world is always where your Colosseum will be, so, like, what, aside from the plot stuff, there will also just be a function for you to just go and fight in Heartless tournaments, and they'll have mm -hmm. crowd, crowd curing noises with no crowd. Okay, so that's just wrong. <laughs> I know! <laughs> and, like, the characters will even reference it, like, oh, the people loved you out there, and it's like... What people? Yeah, who did? <laughs> like, bitch, Who? <laughs> but yeah so exactly exactly so there just know there will eventually be people in these worlds but not so much right now <laughs> today is not that day <laughs> exactly um sora explores for another minute or two and we find we get our next boss fight uh which is against a big ass suit of armor heartless called guard armor which is honestly really neat I want to see a picture. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right? I dig its design. Um, what's... They look like Pokemon evolutions. <laughs> oh my they god, do. you're right. If we just go Shadow to Soldier to Guard Armor. What's actually right. really cool about the Guard Armor that I really like and can make for some really fun fights is its hands and feet and torso slash head can all act independently. So in the middle of a fight, its legs will just break off and start stomping around. And while oh, it, meanwhile, right. its hands will fly off separately and just punch at shit, and its head and torso will like just spin, so you can't even get oh, close great. to it. Yeah, it's it's really neat, and <laughs> it'll have it'll have a couple other configurations that it can do. Like if you've ever seen Power Rangers, and you know how they can turn their like just mash all their weapons together into a big cannon, it'll do that with itself. Nice. <laughs> it's I'm 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 trying to remember how its hands fit into this, but it will be like. Its body will turn over so that, like, the hole where, like, you know, if a, if a person were wearing this, the hole where that is where their waist would be is, like, facing forward. Uh, its legs will kind of be on the sides, almost as if, like, someone were riding on it. And its head will sit just up at the top, kind of staring at you. <laughs> and I don't That's really remember... creepy in this place. I know, right? I don't really remember how its hands fit into that. They might not. They might still be flying around doing other stuff. But it can go into that configuration to charge up, like, a big blast and just shoot at you. So, I overall, I really like the guard armor boss. It's one of my, it's probably one of my favorites, just because it can be really fun to fight. Um, huh. yeah. I feel like... Okay, no. Immediately after that, um, we switch over to another Final Mix cutscene that is Riku waking up somewhere. We do not know where this is yet. He's on... 
looks like just a platform of rocks with like upside down waterfalls all around him. And again, it's a final mix cutscene, so in the English version of the game, this is not voiced, so even though he's clearly shouting, Sora, Kyrie, we have no volume to it. <laughs> so in other words, he just has really, really bad laryngitis. Basically. But then the that scene ends with it zooming out, and uh-oh, we see an ominous arm of a person watching him. Dun-dun-dun! So yeah, I'll let you, I guess, try to guess who that is if you want. Sasuke? No. <laughs> First off, no. No, it's not it's not either of our it's not either of our two chess kids from from before. They will come in eventually, not in Kingdom Hearts one. Oh. Yeah. I got nothing. Oh, oh my okay. Never mind then. I'll let you find out. Or wait, 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 wait. I see the hand, I see the hand Maleficent. Okay, there you go. I saw the nails. <laughs> Malef- this is still a point in the game, in the series. Well, actually, we're still in that point because Maleficent's bad at letting things go. Uh, she has herself convinced that she's the big bad. <laughs> and as the series goes on and we get into just other people getting introduced and all of their stuff, it's just very adorable to see this chick from Sleeping Beauty, of all things, constantly trying to be like, no, I'm the one that's here and important. I mean, Maleficent is a badass. No, yeah, do not get me wrong. In in her own right, she very much is good. But you start getting, like, these crazy anime villains, like, alongside her that clearly have got their own stuff going on. And her just walking around like, no, I'm still the bad guy here, you guys. Remember me? <laughs> Showing up at their castle and just casually being like, this place looks nice. I could take this over. And being like, yeah, sure you can, honey. I mean, to be fair, Maleficent was, like, I'm pretty sure the first Disney character to actually use the word hell in her movie. I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't I don't remember any other Disney movie having that until, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame with the song Hellfire. God. Oh, we're going to have a blast with that scene whenever we get to Hunchback of Notre Dame. I know, right? But, okay, so, yeah, so, um... Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so post-boss fight, um, Sora, Do- uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy finally introduce themselves to each other. Have I shown... No, I have not posted in here what their actual outfits look like yet. Hang on. See, when you want to know something really sad... Yes. And I actually didn't even notice it until you had sent the pictures of uh, Riku and Maleficent, so it pushed the picture up a little bit. Heh. When you sent the picture of the armor dude, I just now realized their pieces are arranged in the shape of his body. Oh, ha. <laughs> I seriously, well, because I was, I was looking at the designs, like, individually on their own, and then just now I scrolled up, and I, because I was like, when did he send feet? I don't remember seeing feet, and then I just looked at it, and I was like. No, yeah, this oh. came, came in as, like, um, as, like, a transparent background, like a clip art or whatever. Yeah, it, it took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. But so this is the regular outfits that Donald and Goofy will have, which, to be fair, are neat, but I do kind of wish that they had stayed in their regular outfits from yeah. when they were at the castle. <laughs> I'm this, with you there. this is what they wear to be inconspicuous in the worlds and like because like carrying around a shield with a giant mickey mouse head and walking around with a staff and a wizard hat is not conspicuous being all. a big talking dog and duck <laughs> i mean they are in disney i mean they are in disney so i mean, I mean that's you're not you're that's fair <laughs> but i just love like they were like yeah this is inconspicuous um sure guys whatever and also the fact that one of them never wears pants. Oh my god. 
<laughs> no one ever mentions it. They all are just not sure what to say. Unless he loses his shirt and then suddenly it's a big deal that he doesn't have pants on. I know, right? <laughs> but um but yeah, so they beat the or they beat guard armor. They finally introduce each other or themselves to each other. Um Sora for a minute, because he still has no idea where uh Riku and Kairi are, but he knows that something is something dangerous is going on in the world and the capital W world. So he is just kind of like sitting there hanging his head, being kind of mopey for a minute. And we get Donald Duck try to cheer him up in his horrible duck voice. <laughs> he tells he tells Sora, um Hang on, I wrote it down because it is actually sort of sweet. I scrolled too far. Okay, there it is. He tells Sora, no frowning, no sad face, okay? This boat runs on happy faces. <laughs> so it's basically just him trying to cheer Sora up. And Sora's like, happy? You mean like this? And just breaks out the biggest, dopiest, cheesy grin. Oh. I know. It's it's very good. These three are very sweet together over the course of the series. I love them all so much. See, I can't wait to watch because like that'll be what I do tomorrow. Is I'm gonna watch the playthrough up through where we stop tonight. Okay, if you want to continue, I'm gonna, like, see the expressions. If you want to continue huh? the playlist, Peter, what is that? Oh yeah, go ahead and do that, and then I'll just obviously I'll stop wherever we stop per episode, so I okay, don't go yeah. too far ahead. We are up through episode six of the playlist, uh, ending this ending this episode tonight. Okay. Um, and then we switch to, this group doesn't have an official name that I remember, so I'm just calling them the Coalition of Evil, because these are the bad guys. And Or we could just call them the bad guys. I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, I also just like to give it a silly name, because this whole scene is done in shadow, so that, oh, oh my god, who could all these mysterious figures be? But they have Let's... very distinctive Disney character voices. Let's call them the Legion of Doom. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so if you want, I can tell you who this is, or we can just kind of wait as time passes, but I can't do any of their voices. So <laughs> it's not like you'd be able to guess from that. Damn it. <laughs> so do you want me to tell you uh, who each one is? Yeah, go ahead and tell me. Okay. Uh, we start off with Hades saying, that little squirt took, uh, took down the Heartless. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Jafar comes in. Such is the power of the Keyblade. The child's strength is not his own. <laughs> and it's it's not I like even Jafar. Way to be a downer. <laughs> I know, right? And it's not even Hades like... actually sounded encouraging. What I what I love about this is they're all sort of standing around like a round table, but it's not an actual round table in the sense that it's not a table. It's a raised. It looks like part of the floor just stood up a couple feet <laughs> because it looks oh, like it's right. the same cobblestone as like the glimpses of the floor that you can get around them but it's clearly raised up as if to be a round table so the camera is just swiveling over to the from one seat to the next as each one talks <laughs> just like going clockwise as if they're all just taking their yeah. turns uh so we get ursula next saying why don't we just turn him into a heartless that'll settle things quick enough then Captain Hook says, The rat's friends are the king's lackeys. Swallow me eyes, they're all bilge rats by the look of them. Alright, so let's just cram a few more pirate buzzwords in there. Swoggle me eyes. He says, swoggle me eyes. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what swoggling involves, but I don't want it anywhere near my eyes. I know, right? Uh, Oogie Boogie is next. Ah! He says, you're, you're no prize yourself. 
To which we, we get one character actually speaking out of turn as Hope shouts back at him, Shut up! Nice. <laughs> and then finally Maleficent walks in and just says, Enough! The Keyblade has chosen him. Will it be he who conquers the darkness, or will the darkness swallow him? Either way, he could be quite useful. And the scene ends. There is no point to that scene girl. except showing, except telling you, hey, shadowy bad guys are here. Nice. <laughs> and they know about Sora, I guess. Um, we have, like, a few last things that we can do in Traverse Town. The story itself is actually over. Um, there's one final cutscene of Leon and the others uh, wishing everybody luck. They give <laughs> they give them five... Okay, um, you want to know what the money in this game is called? Know what the what is called? Money. It's not called money? Oh, it's called money. M-U-N-N-Y. What? Yes. <laughs> what? It's called money. M-U-N-N-Y. Why? I don't know. <laughs> because it's silly and cartoony is honestly probably the answer. And it always just looks like these balls of like solid gold of varying sizes. So That'll basically just... it's like the Winnie the Pooh honey, but it's like money. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know. They give the kids 500 money and Leon like and Leon gives them an elixir so that they'll be safe. Honestly, I don't I never do much with healing items, so it's like thanks I guess. Once you get once you get cure and you can use magic to heal yourself, I don't even bother with items anymore. <laughs> Whenever I'm playing, and I think the Let's Player that I'm watching said that he basically does the same. Um, and Donald gives Sora the spell of fire. So we find, Wait. yeah, so we have our first magic spell. This is, you remember when I said that dodging is a skill you have to learn? Yeah. Go Gooby gives him that. <laughs> he gives him the skill um, dodge. <laughs> finally. I know, right? Um, this is also where we finally get access to Jiminy's journal since now he's living in Sora's hoodie. Um, now that we have fire, there are, what's kind of neat is there are a few spots throughout Traverse Town that can be interacted with via certain spells. So there's a fireplace in the shop that Sid's running that you can cast fire at, and now the fireplace will be going. That'll matter later on. Can we set other things on fire? No, it's just that one. Oh. Eh, sorry. There are... What's the point, then? <laughs> there are some candles outside that when you finally get Blizzard, you can use Blizzard to put the candles out. And we'll probably get to it later, because I forget. There's a treasure chest that you can only open after you've done that, and I forget what's in the chest right now. Um, there is a big water fountain in District 3 of Traverse Town that has a big like pop-up of Lady and the Tramp in it that you can you can use thunder nearby it. And actually, I just realized, I don't think that did anything to the fountain. There's a place called the Gizmo Shop that just has a bunch of gears fucking doing stuff that it makes it so that the platforms in there start raising now, now that we think about it. So you can use, you know, those little spells in a couple of different spots, and it's kind of neat in Traverse Town. But the important thing is there's also a door in District 3 of Traverse Town that has a picture of a flame on it, so I wonder what you're supposed to do there. <laughs> what could this be? This would be the thing where if this were a cutscene, someone would have to tell Sora. But, so you go, you use fire on that door, it opens up into uh, what is called the Mystical House, which I could not find a good picture of, so I don't have one that I can give you of that. Ultimately, no. though, it does not really matter. Um, you go there, and 
Sora hallucinates Kyrie again. Um, it's again, it's not, it's not anything important. It's not like this is giving him like crucial information or anything. It's basically he goes in there and sees a hallucination of Kyrie, just saying this place is really, is really neat, huh? It reminds me of the secret place back home. And then Sora, and then Donald and Goofy are like, dude, why are you just staring off into the middle distance? <laughs> and he's like, huh, what? Like, uh, dude, you okay? Then? I'm okay. What? But then Merlin comes in and uh, reveals that Mickey has asked him to teach to teach Sora magic, which means nothing. It's not like we get spells from him or anything like that. Uh, I know. Um, they have he he's got a spot that you can get access to, where basically as just a practice area. He'll have furniture like attack you, and you can just use spells on them to just kind of get a feel for what the different spells do. But that's basically it. Right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, also, Fairy Godmother is here, who does nothing for right now, but will actually be more, slightly more important than Merlin as the game goes on. <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, this room is so very small that, like, the Fairy Godmother isn't even there most of the time. It's like a little tchotchke of Cinderella's carriage. And if you go and, Aww. like, interact with it, then she'll just sort of poof out of it and be like, yo, what up? So it's basically kind of like the genie's lamp, except with the fairy godmother. Basically. And all she does right now, if you try to talk to her, is just say, I'm so worried about Cinderella. No. Sorry. Sorry, it's honey. Maybe she'll check on her then. <laughs> we will eventually find out what's going on with Cinderella. Just you wait. Um, but that is... So that's basically all, um, it as far as being able to explore Traverse Town after uh, the story, or after this part of the story ends, because now the story wants you to go explore some of the other worlds. Except for there is actually one thing that I almost forgot. Um, there is a house in District Two that if you, I always just went into it on my own, but apparently if you wait until now, Leon will be leaning outside the door and he'll tell you about it. Huh. Yeah. Um, the hundred and one Dalmatians. Pongo and oh, yeah. per- Pongo and Purdy are here. Their puppies Perdita. are Yeah, Pongo and Perdita are here. Their puppies are fucking scattered. Again? Yes. So you can yeah. one of the challenges in this game. game is to try and find all 99 puppies. Oh Jesus. Yeah. They will be in different treasure chests throughout the different worlds. Some of them even underwater in the Little Mermaid world. How? I don't know. The boxes are, I guess, airtight. Each one will have three puppies just crammed into a, tre- a treasure chest. Periodically, well, the same magic. yeah, right. Periodically, um, if you go back and visit them every now and then, they'll give you like rewards based on how many you've found. So it is kind of neat. It doesn't do anything story wise, but what I really like is as you find more and more puppies over time, you'll always get a cutscene of just kind of panning through the house. So over time, there will be more and more puppies just filling it up and hanging out on the different pieces of furniture and running around playing and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So and so that's where we will uh, end end it for today in terms of story. Next thing to do is go off and actually start to visit some of the worlds. Uh, I Yay. am going to try and do questions as we're going along with this. So we have got I think three. Oh, did we get more? Yeah, we have. Um, Oh, Are they in two. the Mickey's mailbag? Yeah, we've got two from Casey. Oh, two from Captain Moomin and one from Flutterdark. Okay. Um. 
So Casey asks, and this one was kind of answered uh, before we, or at the beginning, Casey asks, did you have any idea who any of the Final Fantasy characters that show up in Traverse Town and Destiny Islands were when you first played? I had no idea who any of them were. Uh, Casey says she kind of knew, uh, with the exception of Sid, because she played it like a month ago. So congrats to her. Um, she's been posting on Twitter that she is also going through uh, the Kingdom Hearts games. I think she's on Kingdom Hearts 2 right now. So Casey, good luck. Um, hopefully you stay far enough ahead of us that we're not going to end up just spoiling stuff for you. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, right. Um, her second question, which is why I tacked on the thing about the, uh, the Dalmatians at the very end. Who was evil enough to put Dalmatians in treasure chests? And even though Horace. she's... Do what? Horace and Jasper, obviously. Oh, for like a second I thought you said horse. I was like... <laughs> no, the, the henchmen from 101 Dalmatians. Yes, okay, I'm with you now. Uh, they're not in this game, but I'm going to assume Horace, Jasper, and Corella are somehow involved in it. I mean, that's what happened last time, so... I know, right? Actually, I kind of think that they yeah. never popped up in the games story, like in the story. As far as my answer to Casey's, I mean, obviously I haven't played this game before, but so far as they've been popping up, as Steven's been pointing them out, I've recognized a lot of them just because, you know, I like Final Fantasy X2. Uh, pretty much everybody knows who Aerith is from Final Fantasy VII. So, like, there's a few of them where it's like, even if I haven't actively played the games, I at least recognize who they are. Yeah, that was... I had played a good chunk of 10 by the time I first played Kingdom Hearts, so I knew Titus and Waka. And just from being around, I like kind of recognized uh, Aerith and Cloud will be uh, will pop up later on. So I kind of recognized them. But otherwise, this is my this this is the total of my knowledge of of anything Final Fantasy is how their characters are represented right. in these games. <laughs> All right. Next question, Captain Moomin asks, would you rather live on Destiny Islands or Traverse Town based purely on, on aesthetics? I will say, uh, you can, um, if you want to hold off until you've had a chance to actually uh, watch the videos once I post them, if you want. Um, I would yeah, say... I'm gonna wait. I'm going to wait to answer that until I actually see the playthrough, but I mean, it'll be up. I'll have the answer by the time we actually post the episode. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, probably Traverse Town for myself because, one, we don't see enough of Destiny Islands yet for me to really know what's going on there. We see a couple of glimpses of it in Kingdom Hearts 2 where it looks like there's a village of some kind and we know Kyrie and Selfie go to school. Yeah, I don't know. But so Traverse Town, I actually have seen enough of to be like, okay, yeah, I get a feel for what's going on there. Plus the music that's, or the like world music for Traverse Town is just, really nice and soothing, and it's like, if I gotta have one of those two soundtracks playing, I'll go with the one that I like. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And uh, then the other question is, how normal is it when Donald and Goofy just kind of appear? It's, <laughs> I, I didn't quite get into it, but when they, when Sora first meets them, is he is down on the ground in District 3, having just fought some Heartless. They are up on a balcony trying to fight a Heartless, Donald says, let's go get him, Goofy. And then there's an explosion and the two of them fly off of that balcony and just crash land on Sora. I just go by the, uh, I don't know. I just go by the, uh, the Roger Rabbit explanation that they can do it because it's funny. I mean, fair. That's my answer. <laughs> and then Flutter Dark. So what would you first open, uh, 
what would you open first with an actual Keyblade? Because that's the thing, and it's not it's not super relevant outside of just opening treasure chests, but the Keyblade is also, aside from being the mystical weapon that can kill Heartless, it's also literally like a skeleton key. Any lock that you tap with it will unlock. So my answer is probably everything. I would say... I would say grocery stores after closing because forget, you know, robbing a bank. I would go and just get all my groceries done without having to pay anything because that would save so much money. God, especially these days when you don't, when you right. know there won't be people there. I mean, aside from the night crew. But they- exactly. It's like sneak in, just get what I need for a couple of weeks and then boom, gone. No right. people, no crowds, no freaking get your cart off the back of my heels before I donkey kick it into your stomach. Lady. <laughs> Okay, so that is our first re- uh, reverse rebirth episode of Disney Minus covering Kingdom Hearts. Next time, um, I'm going to decide for sure once I've had a chance to actually watch the videos of the Let's Play on it. But I think we'll be able to hit up three worlds next time, which will be Alice in Wonderland, Tarzan, and Hercules. Oh, we get to go to Tarzan? Yes. the This is the only game in the series that has Tarzan. I'm not even joking. Nice. Yeah. So All right, I'm down with it. Yeah, so look forward to that. Basically the way that the the worlds are arranged in Kingdom Hearts 1 is like if you look at the overall map, it's a it's like two rings. So like the first ring is Traverse Town and then uh, Alice in Wonderland, Hercules and Tarzan. The other ring is like I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but all of the other worlds. And then they're like these two basically like inner space highway type of things that connect them. It's kind of neat. But so that's kind of how I'm grouping them is like as we go along the ring, basically. Makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't think of a sign off for this. Um, <laughs> outside of, or since this is more of a bonus thing alongside our regular episodes, um, I guess I'll just stick with my um, regular. I'm on Twitter at Marshmallow and a joke Twitter at dad underscore tastic. Um, Keep an eye out also for our regular episodes. I'm going to start, we do movies every other week, so I'm going to start doing these on the off weeks. So the last episode that will have gone up when this goes up is going to be Treasure Planet. The uh, This <laughs> is going to go up the day that we record our episode for The Love Bug. And I guess as always, I'm Kat. I'm not really on social media that much outside of my personal Facebook, but you can find me floating around on Discord under the name Zura, usually on like heathen and pagan discords and obviously i am also on disney minus Outro I, I don't have any witty sign offs i'm saving that for the main podcast <laughs> yeah right same <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody have fun bye <laughs>